Today's gospel reading takes place in Caesarea Philippi. And I got to wondering where on earth that was. First of all, it, it kind of sounds like the name of a pizza place. <laughs> Caesarea Philippi. Little Caesar's Pizza Pie. I, I think I was hungry when I wrote this sermon. <laughs> anyway, I found a map of Palestine as it was in New Testament days, and discovered that this city was way far north. It was, in fact, over 100 miles away from Jerusalem. I was surprised because today's gospel story is so central to our faith, and to have it occur in such a peripheral location seems, well, out of place. But happened there, it did. It could be that Jesus with his disciples had already traveled so far, healed and preached to so many people in need, that at Caesarea Philippi, he decided to take a breather. And so with his friends gathered around him, maybe sitting at their version of the local pizza joint, Jesus assesses how things are going. So, what are they saying about me out there, he asks. Well, this and that, says Andrew, chewing on his slice of Greek pizza, topped with lamb, feta cheese, black olives, and spinach. John the Baptist, Elijah. I heard them call you Jeremiah and Isaiah, interrupts Bartholomew, before shoving a falafel calzone into his mouth. Hmm, says Jesus, and everyone continues eating for a moment until he adds, but... Who do you say that I am? Suddenly everyone stops chewing. Forks drop. And the disciples look around at one another, embarrassed and uh, at a loss for words. And that's when it happens. Peter, out of nowhere, proclaims, You are the Messiah. And all the disciples, their mouths hanging open, turn and gape at Peter, astonished that this guy who always gets it wrong in matters of faith, somehow this one time got it very, very right. I'll bet Peter himself couldn't believe he had said it, and his face must have betrayed as much shock as those around him. Jesus recognizes Peter's words as a revelation given to him by God, and he blesses him. And in this pizza place on the outskirts in Caesarea Philippi, the church's foundation is laid. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it, Jesus says in Matthew's version of this story. And maybe this crucial moment in our church's history is triggered by a guy like Peter, and far away from the temple in Jerusalem, to show us that God's revelation can find anyone, in any place, and it can transform the world. Revelation does not come only to bishops or rectors or other church leaders. God's voice reaches each and every one of us here today. It speaks through sinners and saints like me and you. Not just at the Grand National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. or over at big old St. Andrews, Saratoga, but also at good old St. Luke's on University Avenue in Los Gatos. We are the rocks on which our church rests. 
on which it relies for stability and strength. Now, some of us may feel more like pebbles than boulders, but we all have the capacity to be conduits of God's grace in our world. So how do we answer Jesus' question? Who do you say that I am? Well, I don't know if this is true for any of you, but I must confess that I'm more like the other disciples whose mouths hang open when they're asked who Jesus is. Often, when I'm talking with friends, many of whom aren't Christians or believers of any kind, they'll say things like, you know, I really respect the teachings of Jesus, and I think he was a great man, and even a prophet. My friends sound a lot like those people who compare Jesus to Jeremiah or Elijah in today's reading. They see him as a human being who fully realized his potential. Then my friends will pause and look at me, the priest, waiting to hear what I have to say about Jesus. And in that moment, I can all but hear a voice in my head asking, yes, who do you say that I am, Ricardo? And frankly, I sometimes choke. I say something like, yeah, Jesus is pretty great. Or, yep, JC, he's a man. But I have rarely said Sure, he's like a prophet, and his teachings are amazing, but he's much more than that. I believe he is my God and my Savior. I haven't really said it. For me, it's such an awkward thing to proclaim. Uh, And there are days when my faith is still plagued by doubts. I don't know whether any of you have ever experienced this reluctance to confess Jesus as Messiah. But I think for many Christians today, it's hard to be as bold as Peter was, partly because our world tends towards complacency and consumerism more than it desires transformation and sacrifice. Even though transformation and sacrifice is the only way this world is really going to be saved. The question remains, who do you say that Jesus is? And make no mistake, that is the central question of the Gospels. If you sat down and read them all, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you closed the book, the book's cover would turn to you and ask that question. Who do you say that Jesus is? But it might phrase things a little differently like, now you've read the story, what are you going to do about it? That's another way to ask the question, because if we somehow find it hard to say with Peter, you are the Messiah, maybe it's enough to proclaim our faith through our actions. As we heard from St. James last week, faith without works is dead. And Christ is often more eloquently expressed in our conduct than in our words. Who do you say that Jesus is? You say he is the God of compassion, when you visit family or friends in the hospital or sit with someone who's having a hard time. You say Jesus is the God of abundance when you donate to a charity, bring clothes to our food pantry program, or volunteer for outreach efforts in your church and community. You say Jesus is the God of unconditional love when you look past your own fear and prejudices to really see that other person whose presence brings you discomfort. Or when you learn to love yourself. You say Jesus is the God of mercy when you forgive someone who wronged you. 
And you say Jesus is the God of salvation when you allow him to transform your heart and guide you on your journey. Because how you live your life is the revelation of who Jesus is in you. More powerful than words when you present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, you shift our world that much closer to transformation. St. Paul writes in Romans, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern, discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And how do you discern God's will in your life? Good thing you came to church today. I've got the answer for you. Two ways. I'll tell it to you straight. You discern God's will in your life. These two ways. One, visit God more. Pray. Walk in nature. Sit still. Step away from your computers, your phones, televisions, books. Come to church. Visit God more. The second way you discern God's will in your life, let God visit you more. Say yes to what compels or scares you. Meet Christ in the faces of those you help. Look for his eyes in those eyes. Stop thinking you know your needs better than God does and be open to divine guidance changing your life. Simple, huh? When Jesus and his disciples left Caesarea Philippi, they turned back towards Jerusalem, embarking on the long journey that would eventually end in Jesus' trial, passion, and death. He knew what lay ahead, and he tried to warn his disciples, but they couldn't really hear it. It was too much for them to take in. So Jesus made sure they knew he was with them always telling them of his eventual resurrection, but also fortifying them in the knowledge that his church, through them, would prevail no matter what. And here we are today. Perhaps that was the real reason they stopped at Caesarea Philippi. He wanted them to take a deep breath of reassurance before they plunged into that long, last leg of their travels together. May we all take comfort in the knowledge that Jesus travels with us, however long our journey, however hard, always offering transformation and revealing who he is through our deeds and our actions. Amen.